Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? I don't know how steamy it is, but yeah. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. Stephen and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly because the real man. Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. for tuning in to another exciting episode of Coffee Talk. I use the word exciting because I enjoy sharing, learning, through conversation with you, my studio audience. And this morning, this very morning, I am looking so forward to sharing with you a much-needed topic, dispelling the myth of health and wellness. I say despite the myth because it's a new year, we're off to a new start, and one of the things that we find is most needed and, and actually comes up in everyday conversation is health and wellness. This morning we have the pleasure of having with us a woman, a dynamic woman. She's a certified fitness professional of 16 years. And as far as I can remember, she's always worked out. As a matter of fact, she has a full-time job that she's been employed with for almost 35 years, but she still finds time to work out regularly. She loves sports, all sorts of fitness activities like walking, cycling, strength training, yoga, line dancing, Pilates, you name it, she's involved. She also provides fitness tips on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an online radio station called clubstepping.com, and she's been doing that for the past two years. This spiritual and inspirational woman believes that health and wellness is a ministry. Please help me welcome to the show the fitness guru, Cora O'Kelly. Good morning, Cora. How are you? Hey, Hi, Thor. How are you today, lady? I'm good. I'm good. Tell me, what time did your day start? <laughs> well, it started kind of early. You know, the body didn't really know the days of the week, so I normally get up at 445 right for my insanity class. Well, guess what happened this morning at 445? I woke up like it's not Monday through Friday, but it was too late. So I've been up kind of early, but I get up early. You know how many people would love to be in your situation where their body did not do the day of the week? Because for some of us, every day is Saturday. You're dragging that body around. It won't wake up. It, don't, it does not know the difference between Monday through Friday. You know, it's, it's, it wants to sleep in as if it's a Saturday morning. So that, that's a good problem to have. Well, I tell you, actually when you work out all the time, your body is pretty energized. So you have a lot of energy, and uh, I work wake up early every day, actually. It doesn't matter what day of the week. I hate to sleep late because, you know, the day is gone by the time you get up. So usually my day starts with a workout. So that's what it's so very used to. I understand. I understand. 
Sister the Fitness Guru, where did that name come from? It's interesting that you asked because it just kind of happened when I started to do the online radio fit tips for com. I just started calling myself the fitness guru. You know, I, a lot of things I've learned through my education of health and wellness and my certification, but a lot of it also comes from just self-teaching myself, reading a lot, because uh, like you said earlier, health and wellness to me is a ministry. So I'm always reading, I'm always educating, and I'm always trying to find out how something impacts my body, impacts my workout, and impacts my diet. So I guess from that perspective, I wind up, innately calling myself some sort of fitness guru, and it kind of fits. It works for me. Okay. Now, one of the things that I want to start out the conversation with, Cora, is is kind of really zooming in on some of the myths um, of health and wellness. Now, personally, here's here's my personal um, uh, trauma. I want to understand with my hindrance and, and furthering my goals in health and wellness, is it more of my diet, meaning the foods I eat, or is it about exercise? I know some people are, are, they, are they dieting and or exercising and they're not getting the results they need. What could be the, the main cause of that? Do you think it's diet or do you think it's exercise? You know, actually that specific problem or question could be centered around a myth as well. Because your health and wellness program, in order for you to be successful, you actually have to incorporate it all. One does not compensate for the other. So if you eat right and you don't work out, you know, you still don't have a complete fitness regime and vice versa. So you have to eat right and work out and get your rest and drink your water and have a spiritual connection is what I call it because it really your body is part of God's holy temple. And so he gives it to us for us to take care of it, and that's what we should spend a lot of our time trying to do. And it's scripture, actually. There is a scripture in Corinthians that says that, therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So some of us take better care of our cars and our houses than we do the temple of God. And you can get those things, cars and houses, every day of the week, but you're only going to get one body, so you need to take care of it. And it is a full fledged program. It's not just working out. It's not just eating right. It's all of it rolled into one. There are no compensating strengths here. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I see. There's and no so compensation. When you decide to commit to taking better care of yourself, you have to incorporate it all. You know, it's that level of commitment. It's like trying to build a house and you decide to leave out the foundation or out the windows. You got to have all of it to make it complete. I see. So, for the woman that loves her house and the man that loves his car, and they're taking great care of it. I mean, he's out cleaning his car. Can he exercise while he's while he's waxing his car and putting armor oil on his wheels? <laughs> you burn calories no matter what you're doing. You burn calories. We're burning calories right now. You burn calories in your sleep. Actually, you burn about 1,000 calories in your sleep. So as long as you're living, you're burning calories. But the way that you lose weight through your exercise is you have to get your metabolism running up at a certain rate, your heart rate. And so when you're washing a car or cleaning your car, sometimes you may be doing that more leisurely. But you need to burn calories by getting your metabolism up to a certain level 
so that it will burn that fat because fat is energy. And so that's what you want to burn to reduce your calories, to reduce your weight. It's a process, though. It doesn't happen overnight. Don't think you're going to go to the gym for a day or two or a week or two or a month or two, for that matter, and obtain your results. It's a lifestyle change. So, yeah, he's burning calories while cleaning his car, but he's not burning them as efficiently as he could if he was partaking in a regular fitness routine or regime. Well, tell me, how can we begin to be successful in our health and wellness program? How, how do we set goals? What What should we do? That's a very good question. And um, the first thing you should do is set realistic goals. You know, and you have to decide in your mind that you're going to do this for you, not because somebody else is unhappy with your weight or how you look, but it has to be for you. And from that, from that perspective, you have to internalize it. And so to me, when I internalize things, I'm getting to the core of core O'Kelly. I'm getting to the spirituality of core O'Kelly. So everything has to start, in my opinion, with your spiritual base. So once you've made that connection with your spiritual base, and you're going to make up in your mind that this is what you're going to have to do, then that's how you set yourself up for success. You determine, this is it, I'm going to do it. And, yeah, you may fall off the wagon. I mean, it happens to all of us. It happens to me on occasion. But if you've got that level of commitment, you can get back to your commitment for yourself because it's for you. You don't work out for nobody else, for you. And I'll tell you, long time ago when I started working out, I was working out for the vanity. You know, 20, 25 years ago, all I thought about was just looking good, being a certain size, and my clothes fit in a certain way. But the real reason why you should work out is because of your health. You know, that's the number one reason, the fact that it makes you look good and ultimately even make you feel better about yourself is secondary. So it starts with a serious level of commitment. And in terms of um, the commitment, I know working out can be um, a strain, and it's kind of hard to get in the rhythm. I, I just recently kind of got out of the rhythm of my daily walking, and it's been a challenge for me to kind of get back to doing it consistently. Any tips for uh, someone like me who's trying to get back, who, who, who've lost it? You know, those holidays that get you. I'm trying to tell you they get you. That tucky and dress and all that, don't, you know, you fall into it, and then January comes, and you're trying to get yourself together and get back into the rhythm of things. What kind of tips can you give for someone like me who, 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 who ate too much turkey and dressing and can't seem to get up and get their workout in? Yeah, that's a good point that you raised because that 20 or so days of the holiday, um, an average person could gain anywhere from 2 to 10 pounds over that period. So we are eating and being cheerful and drinking and being merry and that sort of thing. But then once the holidays are over, it's the beginning of the year. The beginning, the beginning of the year, everybody's on this fitness kick. And like I said earlier, it's really a lifestyle change. It's not something that you're going to do just at the beginning of the year. So you get your mind straight. you got to set yourself up for success. So therefore, you need a plan. You need to, first of all, set realistic goals and then decide how you're going to achieve those goals. And if you're not a fitness professional, you may have to secure professional help, uh, a dietitian or a fitness trainer. Or some people just need that more support so that they do stay focused. Uh, with me, 
working out is a form of sanity. So I use it when I'm stressed out or somebody's really getting on my nerves. All I want to do is get to the gym or get outside the door and go walking. So you've got to determine what your health and wellness is to you. Figure out how to make it work effectively for you most of the time. I mean, like I said, nobody does something right 100% of the time, but it has to work for you most of the time. And if you can hang in there long enough to get results, uh, I really think that's key, then you're off to the races. But set yourself up for a plan and figure out through professional help or on your own how you're going to work that plan. And don't let your workout program be centered around somebody else. You know, if you have a workout buddy, that's great for the support. But if your workout buddy can't make it today or get to the place where they can't make it a lot of times and you're not working out, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So, again, it has to be uh, something that you're doing for yourself. What, in your profession, what have you found to be the most common myths of health and wellness? Oh, God, that's a loaded question, but, you know, there are are tons of myths out there. And I would like to talk about some of the more common ones and some of the ones that I hear probably weekly. Sometimes every other day somebody would come to me. And uh, one of the biggest ones to me is uh, when it comes to working out, uh, should you have pain? You know the old adage, no pain, no gain. Well, that's a myth, guys. The reality is you should not work out in pain. If you are working out in pain, you need to try to adjust that exercise to curtail that pain. Reposition yourself, change your weight, just stop for a moment, maybe stretch it out, get some water. But you should never work out in pain. And while you expect to have some degree of soreness a day or so later, after your workout, they're not... There should not be pain during your workout. You see, a fitness activity should not hurt while you're doing it. And if it does, then you're doing something wrong or maybe you have an injury there. And if the pain persists, then perhaps you should see your doctor. But no pain, no gain is just a myth. Never, never, no bones about it, never work out in pain. Now, some of us may have a hard time determining if it's pain or if it's just a little bit more uncomfortable than we would like for it to be, but there is a distinct difference. And it's easy to quit, you know. So when you're doing your workout regime, it's easy to quit. Ask yourself, am I quitting because I'm just tired, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm being a little lazy today, or am I quitting because I'm really having some sort of pain or some sort of complication that needs to be attended to? So that's one of the biggest myths. Another one is I don't eat after 6 o'clock because, you know, I want to lose weight or it makes me gain weight. Well, like I was telling you earlier about how my body woke up this morning at 5.45, it didn't know that today was Saturday. You know, your body doesn't know all that. Calories can't tell time. So your body digests and they use calories the same way, whether you eat them in the morning or at noon or at night. Now, there is a saying out there, and I really do believe that it's true. In the morning, you eat like a king. For lunch, you eat like a prince. And for dinner, you eat like a pauper. So maybe you don't want to eat as much, but eat after a certain time because you don't want to gain weight or you think it's going to help you lose weight is a total myth. All right? It is a total myth. There is no 
a physiological connection there in your body that's going to tell it what time of the day it is. If you eat calories, too many calories, more than you burn, you're going to gain weight. I don't care what time of day it is. It could be during the day. So That, that reminds me of, of another um Another, uh, I don't know if it's a myth or not, but another saying that just came to mind where I, I read that we should eat um, smaller, frequent meals as opposed to heavy meals. I know sometimes people want to just eat, you know, large portions. You know, I'm only going to eat once a day and they eat a large portion, and they think that by starving themselves uh, for the remainder of the day is a way for them to lose weight. Is that a good idea? Uh, absolutely not couple of schools of thought there. If you eat healthy, now it's not just eating smaller meals, but it's eating smaller, healthier meals. If you eat healthy, you're going to burn it off. It's just not going to last with you because it doesn't have all the fat and all the things that hang in your stomach and make you feel full for a long time. So if you eat smaller, healthier meals, you're going to eat all day. People tell me all the time, Gloria, I didn't know you eat so much. I'll, yeah, I eat a lot because when I'm eating, most often I'm eating healthy. And skipping meals is probably the biggest sabotage to your workout program that you can engage in. Because when you skip meals, I mean, the body's designed to take care of itself. So if it feels it's in danger or being threatened or at harm, it's going to try to kick in and help itself out. So if you begin to starve yourself, Somebody going to say, oh, well, listen, she's tripping today. She's trying to starve me. I'm not going to let that happen. So it's some stored fat up in here I'm going to hold on to because I'm trying to survive. So skipping meals is the worst thing that you can do because it's going to make your body hold on to stored fat, and you don't want to do that. You want to burn that fat because the fat is the energy. So when your body needs energy, it's going for the fat in it. So don't skip meals. Eat regular meals. Your breakfast is actually the most important meal of the day because it can set you up for not overeating later on in the day. Because when I have had the occasion, I'm so busy, I didn't eat breakfast. By lunchtime, I'm hungry. And if it's not something healthy in my life for me to eat, I'm going to eat whatever I can get my hands on to. And that's going to happen to you too. So like I said earlier, you have to plan. Go to the grocery store. Get the right foods in your house. Prepare your foods for to go with you to work the next day. Set yourself up for success. You have to plan. Taking care of yourself takes time, and it's not something you can do in the fast lane and on the go. So don't get those meals. Get that breakfast, and you will eat literally all day, but you make sure you're eating healthy. You're absolutely correct. Okay, great one. Great tip for me. How do we avoid some of the triggers that we will experience when trying to um, set our goals and and come up with a health plan? How do we avoid some of the triggers that could kind of put us back into the pit? You know, the only thing that keeps coming consistently to my mind is your level of commitment. Um, There are always triggers, not just when it comes to your health and wellness, but there are always things that will redirect your uh, plans for today. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember when my kids were growing up and they had programs at their schools and they wanted me to be other places. And if someone called and wanted me to go somewhere or do something, if it so happened to be at the time that I needed to work out as I was scheduled to work out, I'm constantly trying to rearrange that schedule because I was just that committed to my workout. And when people get busy, the first thing that falls off their schedule is their workout program. And that actually should be the last. I take 
for example, someone who takes care of a, of a loved one who's sick or not well, or if you have kids, or if you have a husband or a wife, or if you have a job, these things are all very stressful. So we wind up putting all these things ahead of us in our schedule, which sabotage our ability to be successful. When in fact, if you put your workout program first, whether it means getting up at some insane hour of the morning to get it in because you've got to take care of all these other things and all these other people, then that's going to make you a better mom or a better wife or a better husband or a better employee or a better employer. Whatever you're doing, take care of yourself first. Then that makes you better at all those other things that oftentimes keep you from taking care of yourself. And if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to continue to do all those things that you do? You know, the job is going to go on while you're working all those crazy hours every day of the week trying to do your job. But if something happens to you because you're not taking care of yourself, guess what? The job is going to go on. So take care of yourself first. It goes back to commitment, Don. You have to have that level of commitment. This is the only body you're going to get. And just because you take care of yourself doesn't mean that you're going to live longer. But what it does mean is that you're going to have more of a quality life. And taking care of yourself can be very expensive, too. So you have to take care of yourself. Health and wellness, that's actually your wealth. If you ask anybody who has a whole lot of money but they're sick, they'll tell you in a heartbeat that the money means nothing if you don't have your health. So you've got to take care of yourself. It's commitment to you, not to nobody else, but to you. It's you and your body and your life. Absolutely. I have one question for you, and then we're going to take a couple of callers. We have some callers on the line that have some questions for the fitness guru, but let me ask you this, Cora. What is healthy weight loss? Like like if someone is is dropping weight, what's a healthy loss? A healthy weight loss is a pound and a half to two pounds a week. That's a week, ma'am, not a day. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're losing it faster than that, it's probably not some form of a healthy weight loss program. And let me tell you what's going to happen when you stop doing whatever you're doing, whether that's on some special diet or starving yourself. Whenever you go back to eating, and you are going to go back to eating because that's what you've got to do to survive, that weight is coming back. So if you devise that plan, have that level of commitment, devise that plan and work that plan, that weight is going to come off slowly, but guess what? It's more apt to stay off. You're more apt to maintain it. So unless you're ill or something, you're not going to lose weight four, five, six, seven pounds a week. Now, if you do have a weight problem and you start a weight loss regimen, you may lose four, five, six pounds the first week. But guess what? A lot of that's water. A lot of that is water weight. So as you get that out of your system and you move on to your other weeks of weight loss, you will see that your weight loss uh, pounds will drop. They won't drop off significantly, but don't lose faith. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Just keep your workout program. Your body may hit a plateau, but you're going to grab that tape measure one day, and you're going to go, oh, my God, I lost two more inches. So you have to hang in there. Okay. We have a caller on the line. You're on the air. Good morning. You have a question? I do. Good morning. Good morning, Soy. Good morning, uh, Guru O'Kelly. This is Drea. Hey, Drea. Hi. I do have a question for the Guru. With regards to working out, um, I find myself, when I really push myself to um, get my intensity up, 
my heart rate up when I'm working out. In between exercises, when you're during that down period and you're moving to the next machine or what have you, people tend to breathe standing up, usually with their arms over their head so that they can open up their lungs. I breathe better bent over like some runners. Why is that? Because people tell me to stand up, but I'm like, I can't breathe from up there. I have to bend over. It could simply just be relating to your posture and a possible obstruction of your airflow. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard either one of those as many years as I've been in the fitness business. Uh, The main component of what you're doing in between your exercises is to make sure that you're not spending too much time at rest. So you should actually be breathing during your working out and after your workout. So you do whatever is most comfortable for you. I don't think there is any medical uh, reason why you have to do it over your head or whether you bent out, bent over it. Like I said earlier, uh, working out is very personal. So you have to design whatever workout program works for you, and that includes something as important but yet simple as how you are catching your breath in between the workouts. Exercise. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Drea. Thanks for calling in, Drea. Stay on the line. Wow. Mm. Okay. Corey, do you do um, personal training as well? Are you available? I do. Um, Like I said earlier, working out is like a ministry to me. I mean, if somebody calls me, if I have to spend a lot of time with them, I may have to consider some sort of restitution for that. But most often, um, Soy, I spend time with people just giving them advice. And if that's one person or 100 person, it doesn't matter to me. If I can help one person, um, then that, I feel, is my purpose. And, you know, we all need to have some sort of purpose or some sort of legacy. So if someone out there needs some help and they give me a call or they contact me, I'll spend an inordinate amount of time just, going over what they're doing now, what I think they need to do, and even checking in with them from time to time to see how they're coming. Um, And if they want some other actual hands-on, one-on-one, you know, physical training, uh, I can certainly work it out sometimes to help them out. But my schedule is so busy right now itself with me still working. It's kind of hard. So that's why I throw information out on Facebook, online radio or wherever I can get it where it can be convenient for me to still do the ministry and possibly still help people. So if they need help, you know, I am available to help them some. We just have to sync our schedules, which is a very big part of anybody's workout regime is taking that time to make it happen for yourself. And how do, how do, before I allow you to give your information where they can find you, you shared some information with me um, a few days ago about grocery shopping, and I thought that was very valuable, and I want to get that uh, on the air out to our listeners today. You remember that, what you shared with me about grocery shopping? Absolutely. Uh, it's very simple. The most healthiest things that are in the grocery stores are located on the outside of the grocery store wall because that's where you're going to find your produce, uh, your your fruits and vegetables, um, your health foods. All these things are located outside of the walls of the grocery store, in the store, obviously. When you start going up and down those store aisles, you are 
getting ready to purchase items that have been pre-processed. A lot of the nutrients and vitamins have been stripped from them, and a lot of them have additives in monosodium glutamate, MSG, all sorts of things that are very harmful to you and your health and can definitely sabotage your weight loss program. So go around the aisles of the store and do your major shopping. You know, by I the time love you it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a very simple thing to, to remember in the store. If you think about it, you think about the grocery store and how it's set up. It makes sense. And where can we get more information about you if other people want to find out about, listen to your tips or be able to contact you? What information do you want to leave with them today? Well, a lot of people know how to reach me on Facebook, of course. Uh, the simple thing, most people know my affiliation with Good Deeds International. I'm at Cora at Good Deeds International, so you can always contact me there. And my phone number, I'll give it to you, is 404-925-6672. Feel free to call me anytime. You think you're falling off the wagon, you're having a hard time, today is not a good day, you need a little quicker picker-up or some encouragement, Give me a call. I'll be happy to try to talk you through it. But you have to remember one thing. Motivation comes from within. I can't motivate you, but perhaps I can inspire you. Okay? And she means that. When she says call her anytime, she means that. Call her anytime. As you see, she was at the 445 this morning. So oh. definitely call her anytime. Absolutely. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. Thank you, Cora, for being on the show and sharing that information. And uh, you failed to mention that they can also give more information about her. Listen to her tips on Epping.com. I thank our studio audience for tuning in to another broadcast of Coffee Talk with Soy. Become my friend on Facebook. Visit the website also at www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Follow us on Twitter. Stay fit. Stay healthy. See you next week. Thank you.